0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Carter, the founder of Set Active, and this is my new podcast, Ready, Set, Spill. Finding the balance between being a mom, running a business, and still maintaining somewhat of a social life is a constant work in progress. We live in a time where social media glamorizes everything that we do, but life isn't always a perfectly curated Instagram post. And that's coming from someone who built their business on a perfectly curated Instagram feed. Nothing here is off limits. So get ready, get set, because it's time to spill. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. There's so many nuances and details and wormholes to go down when talking and thinking about the body image community, the body positivity movement, the different people, a part of that, right? The different body types, the different races, the different backgrounds, the different privileges. And today's conversation is, well, first of all, I think it's... I'm um, dare I say, one of my favorite conversations I've had on Real Pod as of late. I was buzzing after this interview. Christine has just such beautiful energy. And I am obsessed with how honest this discussion was about plus size fashion, you know, thin white women steamrolling the body positivity movement. Hashtag I'm guilty. And we talk about that today, right? Also, it's just a heartwarming conversation about confidence and the people in your life who really get to impact the way you think and feel about yourself. Um, that's a foreshadow of the end. Please stay tuned to the end of this podcast. It will probably make you cry in the most like joyous way, like like the most happy, sweet tears. It's such a cute moment. Anyways, I'm so glad you clicked on this episode. Thank you for clicking on this episode because this is a great one and you chose right. So today's guest is Christine Thompson, aka Trendy Curvy is her handle on Instagram and TikTok. Definitely check her out if you have not heard of her. She's the bomb. She's a plus size fashion blogger from LA. She started her blog in 2013 with the catchphrase, a curvy girl living in a trendy world. Her goal is to show that curvy women can be just as stylish and fabulous as everyone else. She's been featured in publications like Glamour Magazine, Essence Magazine. She's got over 1.4 million followers on TikTok. That's where I found her first. And she's also the founder of Kin by Christine, a fashion destination for everyday women. So gear up because this conversation is awesome. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Dee. D left a five star review saying, My safe space. RealPod is and has always been a place for me that is free of judgment. Vic has such an eloquent way of diving into such important topics with herself and her guests. Many of the times while listening to RealPod, I notice I'm nodding along in agreement and realize I probably look insane. Thank you for creating an environment that is welcoming, safe, and explorative. Oh my gosh, D. I think you can hear in the way I'm speaking that I'm smiling. I'm just laughing at you saying you nod along. I love that. I'm just like picturing you like on a walk or by yourself holding laundry, like fully involved in our convo, which I freaking love. That is how I want you to feel. These episodes are not just me and the guest. It's me, the guest and you. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in each and every one of you. I know you have so many choices of podcasts, things to do with your time and you chose RealPod. And that means the world to me. So thank you so very much. And if you're interested in letting me know how you feel, giving feedback, you can head over to iTunes where you can write a review. If not, a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen is super helpful for the show. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Trendy Curvy's Christine Thompson. Your first podcast. I know. Welcome. Are we scared? Are we excited?
1: I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I feel like I talk all day, every day anyways, to myself and to others. Right. So, you know, I'm excited for this. Good. Well, I'm
0: honored to be your first interview. It's yeah. good, too,
1: because then you're not like, oh, I've told these stories a million times. True. True. It's like I am. This is just the raw me and nobody's really heard it. Yeah. And I yeah. love
0: hearing from creators because people think they know you. They see your videos. Right. They are high level like, oh, you know, I know her. But it's like, mm, you don't really like, how did you begin this? Where are you
1: from? Yeah. I'm born and raised in L.A. So I'm like a true L.A. girl. I'm never leaving, by the way. So, yeah, these are my roots. This is my home. You know, Cali girl, so fullest. Did you go to college here? Did you go to college at all? I went to college in San Diego. OK. So. Not that far, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'll still stay in California just a little bit further out from my parents, and
0: did you study a fashion or anything in that? I realm?
1: didn't. I mean, I didn't really think that I would end up in a fashion setting. I went to school for marketing, and so I knew I always kind of had that creative niche, you know that was just me, so I thought I was gonna be like the CMO of Nike and, you know, like have this like amazing marketing career like creating these campaigns, which in a way I'm kind of doing in a roundabout way yeah, Yeah, for myself. It kind of is weird how it all turned out. But yeah, I I thought that I was just going to get a corporate job and climb the corporate ladder and get a job that way. But things kind of, I think everything changes after you graduate from college because you're like, this is the real world. This does. This is not what they said it was going to be like. Yeah, it's so, like, how do I pay my taxes? Why yeah. didn't I learn this in ninth grade? Right, right. <laughs> they don't teach you anything. And then everything that I learned in school was textbook marketing. And so when you get out to the real world and you're on your interviews and you're talking about all these marketing terms, they're like, that's not real life. That's not it. So I got a job out of college. It was not at all what I wanted to do. It was in the marketing field, but it was very mundane business to business, very technical type of thing. And so I was not fulfilled creatively, but it was a job and I needed one. So I took it. But over time, I started to get introduced to like the body positive community and Instagram was budding. That's so weird to say now, but it was a time where Instagram did not exist. And so it was budding. And I just got introduced to this like whole world of women who were just like, unapologetically their size. And I had never really experienced that in my day to day life. I felt that way. But I, you know, a lot of my friends were smaller than me, so they couldn't really relate to my struggles of trying to find things to wear that were cute and in my size. So it just like captivated me. And I was like, oh, I have to be part of this community. So I started my blog. And what year was that? That was in 2013.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you've been going at this for a while. Yeah. You did not
1: just like get viral over 2020. Oh, no, no. Wow. I mean, TikTok definitely accelerated my growth. But, you know, I was already there. So you mentioned you
0: have these friends who, you know, don't understand maybe what it is like for you to go about fashion Mm -hmm. and shopping. So growing up, like, how did you see the fashion industry and what
1: were some of the messages you felt like it was sending you? I mean, fashion, the fashion industry is just got inclusive and in air quotes, inclusive like yesterday. So they did not have images that looked like me. There certainly wasn't trends in my size. So I had to be really creative. And, you know, in high school, especially, it's all about what you were wearing and all about labels and things like that. And I remember going to malls and not being able to find things in my size which was super disappointing. So I had to get creative in the way that I dress myself. I mean, I didn't really look at it as like, I'll never be fashionable. I was just like, well, how do I get around this obstacle? And so the fashion industry just was not speaking to me at all. It was like, it was not for me. (laughs) It was for another type of person, even though I most definitely felt like i was a fashionable person but that just wasn't reflected in what i was saying and when how old are you forgive me if no i'm 34 yeah okay 34 yeah so i'm
0: 25 mm-hmm. and so i feel like the farther you date back the worse diet culture was oh yeah and i mean when i was growing up i was 14 drinking slim quick shakes because it that was the all the rage yeah so when you were growing up and you were like 14 15 Were you tempted to go on these crash diets? Did you think I have to fit in because I don't? Or were you always like, screw that. I'm on my own path.
1: No, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household where my mom in particular, I don't know if she did this intentionally, but she was super supportive of my size before I even really was conscious of the fact that there may be some obstacles later on, you know, I played volleyball in high school. I know you did yeah. too. I didn't play in college, but we have I was like, oh my gosh, she played volleyball too, So you know, in the biker shorts <laughs> you know, I was the thickest one by far at <laughs> every tournament, and so I think that maybe her foresight into this may be something that she struggles with later on in life caused her to really talking about my body in very positive ways like she you know every time I would have practice or a game or whatever like one thing she would always say to me and she's like you just got such big pretty legs you know uh-huh. and that just stuck with me you know so I knew I was bigger but I didn't necessarily associate it with a bad thing so I was fortunate it was only until like maybe later high school early into college that I really saw how it was really how other people treated my size that I was like oh wait a minute this is not kind of the bubble that I grew up in. And how did they treat you like what comes to mind? I think that there's just this stigma that still exists when you're bigger it's just like you're not confident in yourself you don't know how to dress you're lazy you're just overall just insecure. And so I think that that's how people approached me. And then they were surprised at the fact that I wasn't like that at all, that I've always been an outgoing person. I've never had a problem walking into any room talking to anybody. So I think that that just kind of caught them off guard because that wasn't the traditional bigger woman that they would see. So when you're starting on this body positive movement
0: in 2013, Mm -hmm. it's not trending the way that it is now. Absolutely not.
1: So what was the, how were you received? Actually pretty well, because I think that with social media, I feel like everybody was hungry for that like authentic representation of themselves. And so that's what social media offered them. You know, it wasn't the cookie cutter marketing campaigns. It was like, This is me. I am real. I'm a size 18. (laughs) And this is how I dress and this is what I wear. So I think that I almost immediately like found my tribe on social media and my community. And people are like, finally, you know, (laughs) like we are so sick of seeing like these images portrayed of what beauty should be and what fashion should be that excludes us. So, yeah. But in general, I mean, of course, there's always pushback. And when you push out to the greater world past your community there's always pushback you know I I'm just like anybody else and I'm sure you can attribute to this as well that you get hate (laughs) constantly for like the stupidest things Mm -hmm. so I think that's like exponentially so when you are bigger and unapologetically bigger
0: I'm excited to share a new RealPod sponsor with you all today. And it's also so cool, exciting, and fun, and great for you. It's Karma Water. Have you heard of this? Karma Water is a natural enhanced water that is centered around its protective push cap, which keeps its nutrients separate from the water. Okay, are you following me? So literally, you peel the cap off. It's the coolest thing the first time I did it. You push, and then that push is sending the active ingredients into the water and then you shake. You now have a wellness water that contains 110% of seven essential vitamins, plus nourishing antioxidant, plus nourishing antioxidants and adaptogens which help the body adapt to mental and physical stress, soothe inflammation, reduce fatigue, all the good stuff. And also the Karma water delivers 10 times more probiotic cultures than yogurt. To aid in digestion and help boost immunity. I was someone who had yogurt every single morning. And so the fact that now this water delivers 10 times more probiotic cultures to, to my body is, is mind blowing. The coolest thing about karma water too, is that the whole point of it was kind of based off the fact that a lot of the vitamins and probiotics in pre-mixed drinks and like kombuchas deteriorate over time. So because karma water stores the probiotics, the vitamins, the antioxidants and the adaptogens all in that patent protective push cap. Once you decide you're ready to drink the water and then you peel it and you push it and you shake, you've now like infused the ingredients just seconds before drinking, ensuring that all the nutrients are delivered at like peak potency to deliver the greatest health benefits to you. Peel, push and shake. It's super easy and it's flavored. I love the flavors. My favorite flavor is actually the strawberry lemonade. It's the Karma probiotic water. Karma water is distributed nationally and available on Amazon. So for more information, visit drinkkarma.com. That's drinkkarma, D-R-I-N-K-K-A-R-M-A.com. So head to drinkkarma.com for more information. I have a few questions I want to ask you. And I recognize the privilege I have to ask you these questions that are going to seem super elementary. The privilege being that I don't know because that wasn't my experience. And I'm grateful that you're willing to come on a show like this and you know, answer questions that in your everyday life, like you don't have to answer and no yeah. one's enti- no one is entitled to ask you. Right. So I appreciate, you know, your patience to come on and, and help the rest of us understand the societal oppression that people in larger bodies experience. Yeah. So why would you say brands are non-inclusive?
1: I think that it's just an overall bias that has been there since the beginning of time. You know, skinny and white <laughs> has been the standard of beauty. And so I think that brands associate that with success. You know, you have models have to be aspirational. You know, I just finished watching that Abercrombie documentary And and I'm like, that's a whole nother story. But like that story literally traumatized me when I was younger because it would just did not represent me at all. But anywho, I think brands just associate their marketing Even if it's not their personal views as it has to be aspirational and it has to be the girl that everybody wants to be. And so I think that they just are afraid that if they branch out and show someone that's more real, quote unquote, everyday person, that they will not be successful. And so and then there are always just your own personal biases, too. You know, like I said, society views bigger women as a certain way and when you're not when you don't fit into that box they don't really know what to do with you did you like how did
0: you feel about because you're right and mm-hmm. I think obviously in the past years we've been hearing more of this conversation about the way like especially whether it's like black characters in film are like always oh, yeah. the supporter it's never about them like yeah And, you know, I've heard some activists talk about the way like a strong black woman is portrayed. And so when you talk about these boxes, is that what you mean? Like you felt like there was one way your personality
1: could be. Yeah. There's like many things in it. There's size wise and then there's also racially. So, I mean, there we can kind of go down a rabbit hole, but. There are certain ways that the media has portrayed black women. There are certain ways that the media has portrayed plus size women. And then when you couple those together, it's especially more complicated. And so I just wanted to showcase a different perspective and that, you know, although I'm just like the next person, and of course, I have insecurities, of course, not every day is a good day, but overall, I am proud of who I am and I'm proud of my size and I'm confident in who I am. So I think that that is really important for people to see and to be able to relate to. In terms of
0: terminology, mm. do you and you use the term plus size on your content, right? It's yeah. like showing plus size. So do you feel you that's a term that you're fine using? I know in nowadays you never know with people what they how they like to be referred.
1: Yeah, I mean The terminology just gets kind of (laughs) confusing. Plus size has always been like fine. You know, I feel like I equate it to petite. You know, it's just your body type. So that's the way that I identify. Now there's like, you know, oh, I'm not plus size, but I'm curvy. I'm not curvy. I'm plus size. And there's this whole debate within that. And then there's midsize that's popping up as well. So, you know, I feel like whatever you, however you want to name yourself, is is fine. Like, I don't understand this whole argument of like, you have to identify as a certain way. However you choose to, to decide to name yourself is how you choose. So I don't think there's any wrong way. Really. Okay. Yeah. And, and on that note, then, you know, when
0: we think about plus size fashion, what are some of the things that you see that could be better? Like, do you feel like there's not enough stores? There's not enough style mm-hmm. options. I've recently just been thinking about and i know that this is gonna sound so (laughs) fucking ignorant but like i just think it needs like this is how people are thinking and they don't want to say it but yeah or or honestly for you you might look at me like girl that's been my whole life and i'm about to say like i've really thought about recently what it would be like to have people say oh i love these jeans i love this store i love these things and for someone to sit there and be like, they literally don't sell clothes for me. Yeah. Like, they literally just, the communication there is, hey, we don't care. Right. Like, we don't want, we don't care if you can't wear our clothes. We're making it for a certain group of people. And yeah. that is horrible.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's literally been my life. <laughs> There's been a lot of brands who just don't make sizes for larger women. They refuse to make extended sizes. And so it's this, like, weird relationship because now they're coming around but it's like back then you didn't want me so <laughs> what do what you what do you make of that like how, do you sniff out the i BS? really no, i mean i really don't know how to how to deal with it and i actually broached this to my following like a few weeks ago and i was like i don't really know how to take this because most of my adult life you have not catered to me whatsoever and now and it's 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 funny because usually coupled with like some sort of monetary problems that they're going with. And now all of a sudden they're inclusive and now all of a sudden they're extending their sizes and totally revamping their marketing. And it's like, so on the one hand, the whole point of why, you know, most plus size influencers exist is not only to relate to the women that look like them, but to push the needle forward and to really demand these brands to, offer up more sizes because they have resources to do so. So I'm like, isn't that the whole point? You know, I'm trying to move the needle, but also it's just like, I know that you were not inclusive whatsoever. You're you're wondering what's the
0: intention? Is it because you're going to be canceled if you don't expand the sizing now or because you actually want to do that. You know, it's tough. I also want to ask you about, so you mentioned the body positive movement earlier yeah, and being a part of that in 2013. Mm -hmm. This is real pod. I'm willing to (laughs) open up the can, like flame me alive right now. But thin white women have been steamrolling this movement that was founded and really for people who were oppressed. And yeah, I was one of them, especially in the beginning of TikTok. I didn't know. Yes, I've had an eating disorder. I've had body image issues. So Mm -hmm. I and my heart's like racing saying this because like (laughs) I you know, like we all can grow. Anyways, I wasn't aware until I started following more creators and different fat activists and plus size accounts who would talk about like, yo, I've been saying this like for years, but they're only listening because you're saying it. And like yeah, you can show your insecurities, but I can still walk into this store and shop. And it's like, I'm I'm dipping in both ponds and it's not right. And at yeah. first I didn't really get it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, but I am a good person. And like, yeah. I get it. And then I was like, wait, yeah, I can show a before and after, mm-hmm. but someone else like they're only the after. Like they yeah. don't have the suck in or whatever, the angle. Yeah. And that made me really reflect on like, damn, like I don't, that I don't want to be, doing that. And Mm -hmm. so I've had to kind of navigate like, yeah, I want to still voice my experiences, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to center myself in a movement that like I should not be the center of. Yeah. So how has it felt for you? And be honest here, like, yeah, I don't like to see a lot of these thin white creators be the face of body positivity.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been a very, very interesting thing to watch and unfold because if we're being real and being honest, then black women are the ones who pioneered plus size and body positivity. Like we have been just the cheerleaders of it for a very long time. Well, before it was popular, well before curvy bodies were in shape. I mean, we can take it back in history that really black women have looked more like me than any other demographic, you know? So I think that seeing the evolution of the body positive movement and seeing more members of different racial groups come into play is something that I encourage. But I do get the kind of side eyes to those that kind of came in well after and have not paid homage to the ones that laid the groundwork. Right. So I think that missing that point, and it's not necessarily because they're intentionally trying to do it. I know that you're not intentionally trying to like steamroll past what's happened before you, but you just didn't know, you know? So I come from the position of like, it's all about perspective. There are certain things that do bother me, but I always take it back to like, Everybody has a different perspective and different experiences. You have had your own experiences. I have had mine. And although I can say that I have been marginalized and have not had the options available to me, someone can very well look at me who's a size 24, 26 and say, well, at least your hourglass shape at least you're this at yeah. least you're that that's the other thing right. is there's
0: like you're a small plus or you're a right. like a mid plus, like and then they tell you you have privilege right. in your body and then you're sitting here like wait like now I can't fully soak in absolutely what it is it, that is something I think about too like yeah. how I'm like damn like even the people who <laughs> like have like hoops to jump through yeah
1: yeah it's like a weird thing and, and social media does open you up to a lot more perspectives that you didn't necessarily think about. Because when I was growing up, it wasn't that I was curvy like at all. It was like you're bigger, you know, like curvy just just started to become a thing. And so now plus size is much more acceptable, but only in certain forms. So we really have to. We still have more work to do. We will always have more work to do. But I recognize that I also have privilege, even though I feel very marginalized in (laughs) the fashion community. But I also have privilege in that I am an hourglass shape. And that is much more acceptable to society as a plus size figure mm-hmm. than an apple or something like right. that Remember- or someone who's like a 24, 26. I so. just got a haunting flashback. Yeah. Remember
0: when you'd open the magazine and it'd be like, which shape are you? Pear, hourglass, <laughs> apple, athletic, petite. Right. And like we were all like, oh, I'm hourglass. It's like, no, Victoria, yeah. you're 12 years old. You're not an hourglass.
1: Correct. Right, exactly. But you- so that's all we knew. <laughs> right. You
0: mentioned there are certain things that bother you, Christine. What are they?
1: I mean, where do we start? You mean, are you talking about in the fashion industry or like, let's stay on like this hot topic of like
0: thin white women taking over the movement. Like, and I really, I really genuinely want to hear from you. Like, because I for a while, like totally stopped doing that type of content But then I'm like, is it okay if I'm at least showing what influencers do and then what's real? Like, would you prefer someone like me doesn't even speak of it? Like, I would love to know.
1: No, I wouldn't prefer that you don't speak of it because there are certain people who need to hear your story too. Just like there are certain people who need to hear mine, just like there are certain people who need to hear a story of a size 26. Everybody needs to be able to relate to somebody who looks like them and who has shares similar experiences. So I think that the unfortunate part of it is that there has been kind of a more virality, so to say, in content of thinner white women when you talk about body positivity. And so I think that it's kind of like a Pandora's box of just there are a lot of layers in that. There are a lot of pieces to put together more so than we have time for on this podcast but I think that just being able to like like how you just did open up and say I have not had the same experiences as everybody else in fact I've had privilege in the fact that I've been able to go into any store any day USA and find something in my size that that is my reality But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I am a person who has always been acceptant of my body. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has struggles. And I feel like that's what we're here for, to share our stories and share our experiences. But there has to be recognition and voicing of how you have had certain privileges in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I really say it about me as well, because I don't think anybody would naturally look at me and say, well, oh, you can't speak about how you are plus size and have a hard time trying to find clothes. But I also recognize that there are other people who have even harder times. Mm -hmm. So I think just that perspective and that shift is important to be able to infuse into your content as well. But no, you should absolutely speak about your experiences for sure. I don't think the, the intention is to exclude you. It's just like, hello. It's all about you. <laughs> hello, we are here too. You can too. come to the party, but right. sit in the back. <laughs> not, even sit in, it's not even sit in the back. I mean, I'm not that type of person. Right. Not sit in the back, but like, you're not the chef in the back cooking right. it up. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. recognize that you're coming to a table that was already prepared. Right. So I think that is the key.
0: Yeah. Okay. I know. I totally yeah. I get that. And I totally value your perspective on it all. Going back to my question of what do you have a problem with? If yeah. Shift that to plus size fashion. Like how much room is there to grow? Like what needs?
1: Exponential. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. We, we've we come a long way, you know, and I, because I've been doing this for a very long time, I've really seen the evolution And the turning of pages in certain areas of fashion, particularly when it comes to plus size. But like I said before, it's like now we're at this weird place where plus size is accepted, but only in certain forms, you know. So we see much more brands being inclusive, showing plus size women that are over a size 14 or whatever, but they have to be a certain shape. They have to be a certain shade. They have to have a certain hair type, you know? So it's like we're inching closer. Like we we get past a hump, but then there's something else that's in the way. There's like, okay, well, this is not what we meant. We meant fully inclusive. You know what I'm saying? We meant like every single body type, every single size, every single hair type, every single color. So I think that there's always room for growth. And particularly when it comes to fashion, you know, plus size women are the last women last to get anything. <laughs> we do not get current trends. We still can't walk into stores and shop. And so I recently started a series on my TikTok and Instagram that's called shopping in store while plus size because I I even was so appalled that we still can't walk into Major department stores and find things that are acceptable and that are cute. You know, I've done online shopping for so long, that's like where I do 95% of my shopping. So one day I needed something last minute, like, God forbid, God forbid, I just want to have like a shopping trip. You know, I was just thinking that
0: the fact that you've in all these movies, it's a shopping day. And you have to think that you you have to think about shopping as an, an activity society has told you you can take part in.
1: It's a it's a task like you have to think, okay, what do I have coming up? because you have to order it. You have to plan ahead. There's no like last minute, let me just run into the mall and let me just get this or that. Or, you know, I have a date coming up or I have a wedding coming up. I'll just go to the mall. Like there's absolutely none of that, even still. So I started this series just to show like the atrocities that are in store when it comes to plus size fashion. And it's just like, there isn't. Like fashion does not exist even in major department stores it's like graphic t-shirts and baggy clothes and like shapeless things there's nothing with style whatsoever and so we have a very long way to go i think that because there's been such a demand for inclusivity, inclusivity that the brands have taken on like the bare minimum they're like okay we'll offer you extended sizes but it's only online Or, okay, we'll offer you extended sizes, but we're just going to put you in the back in the corner where, you know, next to maternity, (laughs) next to the baby clothes. So it should be very much integrated into everyday shopping landscapes. And I still don't understand why, because there is enough research and enough data out there to show that plus size women shop and they are really the majority Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Pride Month, so join Macy's as
0: they celebrate love, acceptance, individuality, and inclusion. mm I'm here for all of that. Macy's is the Trevor Project's national pride partner for the fourth year. Macy's and the Trevor Project have raised over three point four million dollars whoa, three point four million dollars to help more than fifty three thousand. LGBTQ plus young people in crisis. You can help them continue their impact by rounding up your purchase in store or donating online this month to support suicide prevention services for LGBTQ plus youth. This is amazing. What a great way to get involved and an easy way, because if you're shopping at Macy's for whether it is clothes, home decor, silverware, furniture, skincare products, gifts for people, you can literally just round up at checkout, in-store, and that money will go to supporting the LGBTQ plus young people in crisis through the Trevor Project and Macy's. Not to mention, you can also shop LGBTQ-owned brands and Pride merch from brands like Levi's, Calvin Klein, Coach, and more at macys.com slash purpose. The last time I went to the Pride Parade, I was decked out Pride merch is so important. It's also something you can wear year round to constantly show your support for the LGBTQ community. So if you're interested in that or shopping those LGBTQ owned brands, head over to macy's.com slash purpose. And once again, a big thank you to our sponsor, Macy's. Please join them this Pride Month as they celebrate love and inclusion as the Trevor Project's National Pride Partner. Head to macy's.com slash purpose. That's macy's.com slash purpose. So a few weeks ago, I released an episode all about my new morning routine. And if you listen to that, you would know that one thing I am definitely not skipping out on every single morning is drinking my athletic greens. Now look, I'm not someone who takes a lot of supplements. I don't do a lot of vitamins. I don't have this long skincare routine. There are very few things I actually do that one would call wellness. And the one thing that I do and I love religiously is drinking athletic greens. Now what is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens, all to help you start your day right. It comes in a greens powder and you basically take that one scoop. It has everything I just described. You mix it in a cup of water and you drink it and you are done and you're getting all of that stuff into your system and get to check this big mental box of I gave my body some of the most important nutrients that it needs. Max takes it with me too. We do it every morning together. And by listening to RealPod, you get a really special offer because if you head to athleticgreens.com RealPod, you will get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. These travel packs are literally amazing. Whenever I'm on the road or I'm speaking, I take the travel pack with me, it makes it super easy. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash real pod. Again, athleticgreens.com slash real pod for a one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, all with your first purchase. So head to athleticgreens.com slash real pod today to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This next question I don't mean to be that backhanded, like, how are you so confident? (laughs) But for people listening who do see themselves in you, the way you were saying, you know, everyone needs to relate to someone. Yeah. And they don't feel confident. Mm -hmm. And they take all the things you've listed as a message from society that like, you don't fit in and you need to change. Yeah. What would you tell them? And what's the stuff that you tell yourself to remain sure of embracing who you are?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do get that comment a lot. So don't take, I don't take offense to it. And I do get a lot of women who ask me or who say, I just want to be as confident as you. Like, can you give me a little bit of your confidence? And really, I approach my life, and especially when it relates to confidence, in that it's a decision. It's not something that you wake up and just have. It's not like oh, I just went to sleep last night and I woke up and I'm the most confident person. That's not how it works. You have to make a decision that you are not going to accept and succumb to your insecurities because they're always going to be there. But it's, are you going to elevate past it or are you going to dwell in it? And I always pose the question of like, what's the alternative? You know, would I rather live my life Feeling terrible about my body and allowing that to permeate every area of my life? Or do I just want to try? Do I just want to try thinking of myself like in a better light? You know? And it takes time. It's a daily practice. I think that people forget how much power their thoughts have. You know, if you're constantly like, oh, I can never wear that. Oh, like, This will never work for me. I'm not this. I'm not that. That will reflect in your everyday life. You're manifesting what your life is going to look like. So I think that looking at it from a perspective of like, how do you want to live your life? You know, because I'm sure your insecurities haven't served you well at all. I'm sure they haven't done anything for you, but make you feel terrible about yourself and miserable. Why don't you just give the other side a try? You know, Mm -hmm. just take daily practices of like looking at when you try on clothes don't think oh i hate the way i look in this think maybe this garment isn't made for me and maybe i need to try some other things it doesn't always have to be about you yeah yeah Yeah, i mean the clothes are definitely the problem (laughs) (laughs) for sure but yeah just like making those little tweaks and the way that you speak about yourself i think is very important And over time, your thoughts will become your actions and you will start to believe what you're actually saying. I know at first it feels kind of foreign, but I think that a daily practice of saying things about yourself in a more positive light and not internalizing everything Mm -hmm. really makes a difference.
0: I completely agree. And
1: you are correct. You know,
0: people (laughs) will say like confidence is blah, 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 blah. But the psychologist, I've had the Pleasure of, you know, Mm. speaking to over the years, the greatest ones will say confidence is inner dialogue. It is literally the things you tell yourself. Yeah, it's so powerful. Your mindset, what you say. I mean, I remember that in volleyball. If you tell yourself like I suck, I'm not good enough, that has a physical manifestation. Absolutely. If you tell yourself like personally, I've been trying to work on feeling sexier.
1: I just I don't
0: feel sexy. Like I just feel like a little nerdy loser. Like. (laughs) I just don't feel sexy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's such a weird word, to, like a sexy. Like,
1: I don't know. That's just, yeah.
0: it's, it's interesting for me. And I've been trying to feel more sexy and like believe I'm sexy. And mm. it literally just comes from me having to tell myself like, I'm sex. Like, yeah. I'm like I'm sexy. You're struggling. <laughs> <I'm> struggling. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, I just feel like you're either, I used to think you're either sexy or you're not. And so I okay. really had to step into like I'm sexy.
1: That's because you have a certain idea based off of what the media has fed you of what sexy is. Like it doesn't mean a certain type of thing. Right. So anybody can be it. Really? Totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I agree <laughs> on the note of of sexy and <laughs> stepping into that. So you're engaged. I'm engaged. Yeah. So fun. I know. Wedding culture is obviously another area where people are all about the body image yeah like, I mean I have even encountered people in my life who are changing their bodies for my wedding and the joke is like the bride wouldn't want that like just yeah. be yourself you right. know so do you what are your thoughts on the pressure put on brides especially yeah to lose weight and like fit into this dress and to believe that this should be the best you've ever looked whatever that means
1: yeah I mean it's just that like we've been it's such an important day which it really is but we've associated that with because it's so important, you have to be your thinnest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even like the best you've ever looked because you can, you know, there's other ways to look great. But we've associated with this. is You have to lose weight in order to be the best. And so it's an incredible amount of pressure. And on top of that, a lot of bridal gowns are not inclusive. You know, like I... Have not even started my whole bridal gown situation, it's, it's which so true, though. it's daunting. But I've heard, I've heard and seen horror stories of like them not carrying sample sizes over a six. And, you know, you not even being able to try on the wedding dress that you're gonna wear on a very important day in your life because they simply don't have your size. So you just have to order it hoping that it fits your body well. Then the timelines of like when you get it versus when you're actually going to wear it, it does not enough time for alteration. So it's like a lot of women above a certain size have, I'm sure, worn worn very ill-fitting dresses because that was the only thing that they had. So it's like compounding pressure. It's societal pressure that you have to look a certain way. It's like Literal pressure because you can't find anything special enough for that day. So it's it's like incredibly frustrating. And I wish it wasn't that way. And like I said, there has been some development in that, but it's not good enough. It's I mean, it's never good enough, (laughs) in my opinion. So I'm like, I don't feel any pressure to lose weight at all. Like not even a little bit. I I just don't. I'm like, first of all, I, I got my man how I look. So <laughs> if he's happy with it enough to put a ring on it, then why do I need to change? But even in addition to that, just myself, I'm just like, I I am very comfortable in my body. And I I am fortunate enough to be that way. But I know everybody doesn't share that same experience. So I think that my comfortability has come from just a tribe of people who have never really made me feel that I'm less than and so I'm trying to do that on the internet (laughs) it's very hard to do I'm literally still
0: thinking about your mom like I love her that was so special
1: I and that I I really need to ask her like did you intentionally say that to me can we phone a friend would she answer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she probably would oh my gosh I should call her but I don't know if she intentionally said it because she thought that I may struggle with it at some point or if she really I mean I know she really believed it but you know the flip side of that is like I i really want to ingrain this in you so that when you hear the contrary you remember my words wait you know? are you comfortable like could we call her Would
0: she answer oh my gosh Let me... if you're not we don't have to do it But I'm just thinking of you. If she ends, we should we should try. Let's do it.
1: My mom is like the greatest. She doesn't even know I'm coming to a podcast. Okay, let's do it. Just call (laughs) her and just say,
0: "Mom, I have a question." Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is so funny. She's gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" Hello. Hi, mom. Hi. Okay, so (laughs) I'm on a podcast right now, and so we're talking about how I grew up and body image. And so I was sharing the story about how when I was playing volleyball, that you would always say that I have big, pretty legs and how that like stuck with me. And so I said, I don't know if my mom consciously knew was saying that because you were aware that I was like bigger than most other people when we would go to tournaments and things like that. Yeah. Or, or if you just like were saying it casually. So I was like, let me call her to ask her because I've never. Oh, her. Oh, never <laughs> talked about it. We've never talked about it. Yeah. I always used to say you had been Always. Like. And it's it stuck with me a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow! I don't even know if you realize like how much that phrase stuck with me. That's why I was like, I don't know if she said that because you thought, well, maybe at some point somebody would say something about how I was bigger in a negative way. Yeah, and so you want that? You can spin it the way you want. Yeah, but but between me and you, Mm -hmm. it was it was not that. I always thought you had big pretty legs. so it was just like a genuine casual it a gen- yeah it was a genuine you have big pretty legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I mean whether you consciously said that or intentionally said that or not it really did it really did help me mom wow I'm about to cry she's <laughs> don't cry my god. oh my god yeah you never know what you say that'll affect people yeah this is a prime example yeah but I've always thought you had (laughs) big well thank you mom thanks mom (laughs) okay I love you I'll call you later okay okay bye (laughs) oh my gosh I love
0: her (laughs) It's so true. You never know the one thing you say to someone your whole life. Like
1: that was, that laid the groundwork. Right. She probably, now that I'm actually having this conversation with her, she probably would not have even remembered that. I love that yeah. it was actually
0: genuine. Like, yeah, that's the best case scenario, because what if she was like, oh, yeah, I just
1: lied to you right. so that you wouldn't be upset <laughs> when
0: people said mean things.
1: Right, I mean, she right. was like,
0: no, you're beautiful. Right. I just spit
1: the truth. And so and that really is a testament to how I grew up, you know, and that's why I'm like, I'm so fortunate because I did have genuine people around me and a genuine upbringing to where I didn't feel like my size was a hindrance or like a negative thing. You know, I, I it breaks my heart when I hear stories of like, oh, my mom always told me how fat I was or, you know, I was always hearing from aunts or cousins that I needed to lose weight, you know, like that's crushing because your childhood really forms your adulthood. So, yeah, I'm I'm trying to reverse some of that. But it's very difficult to do. And I love all of the work you're
0: doing. I mean, your TikToks, your Instagram account, your videos. Yeah. What would you say you're looking towards and your goal is? I mean, you've created this amazing community. Yeah. I mean, you're so famous. Like, it's huge. I mean, you got <laughs> over a million TikTok I'm followers. Not. <laughs> like, so Instagram popping off. Like, you started this in 2013. Like, I'm yeah. sure you're super proud of yourself. You're yeah. so successful. You know, I'm I'm hoping like one of the department stores watches this and hires you and then you get your CMO job
1: and you do this now. Right? I mean, come on. Come on and pitch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. I think the the goal has always been from the beginning because I never really saw this being a career. there was no career back then, you know, it was just like, you're just a girl on the internet ranting about these brands. So I never really saw it in that way. It's only as it's become that, that it has become my reality. But the goal has always been shared experiences and to encourage and uplift women who have been sort of on the outskirts of society in that they are not shown, they are not highlighted, they are to be in the shadows, you know? And I'm just like, absolutely not, you know? So I really want to encourage just being yourself and and not holding back because you are a certain size mm-hmm. or not holding back because you look a certain way or or anything because life is too short. Like... <laughs> I I I I just really want to highlight that you have one life to live and you do not want to waste your life feeling less than mm-hmm. and feeling just so bad about yourself like that's that's not how your life was intended it really wasn't you have a purpose you have a destiny and I want you to go after it and I want you to fulfill it because Clothes are really transformative. And I've learned that over the years. Like clothes, although they're in simple forms, they're just garments, but they really have a way of making you feel good about yourself or not. And so that's why it's been so important to me to be able to have more options because I know that when you try something that you feel really great in, you will, your whole attitude will change. So like true. Your whole day, the way you approach life, mm-hmm. the way you approach people, the way you walk into a room. And so if you're constantly shrinking yourself, that's going to be everywhere. You're going to shrink yourself in your dating life. You're going to shrink yourself at work. You're going to shrink yourself in your family. You know, you're always going to feel like, oh, I can't do this. And so I really want to start from the foundation of like, Let's get some more options for us so that we can start the journey of feeling better about ourselves. I'm sorry. Did you say this was your first <laughs> podcast?
0: Uh, write a book. You should be on a national <laughs> oh tour. I am shook.
1: Stop. Christine,
0: thank you <laughs> so much. Thank I am obsessed you. with you, your mom. I loved this conversation. Oh my thank gosh. You, thank I you. love
1: that you made me call her because I really have never had that conversation with her, which is so funny. But that was like, really. if you're listening, moment. call the people that yeah. positively <laughs> impacted you. <laughs> I'm like, we definitely need to give it up for moms. But yeah. Aww. Thank, thank you so much for having me thank you for i really on. enjoyed it and now i can say i've been on a podcast yes before. Yes, yes. yes okay
0: perfect <laughs> thank, thank you thank you i'm actually obsessed Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you, not to mention you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day and as always, keep it real.